A quick disclaimer. Thank you for your patience and understanding. Please know that we believe in professionalism and we do our best to avoid distracting occurrences, but we are human. And from time to time, accidents may occur. Again, thank you for understanding and rocking with us as we explore this new virtual world together. Please note that we bring various guests to speak on specific topics due to our beautiful, diverse community and audience. We are not responsible for the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by our podcast guest. Enjoy the episode. Hey, it's Zen, owner of Life Verbs. A life verb means living in action and living with intention. First, I want to thank you for listening to this empowering podcast. Your support doesn't go unnoticed, and we truly are thankful for you. Not only am I the owner of Life Verbs, I'm also the creator, producer, and host. (laughs) That's right, I wear a lot of hats. I'm also a professional certified life coach who specializes in intentional and purposeful living. I help you to be the rescuer of yourself. I get you realigned and coach you on how to live this life with intention so that you can get from point A to point B. I want to offer you something. I want to offer you a free one hour consultation. That's right. A full hour consultation with me, a one-on-one. Just visit my website, www.lifeverbs with an S podcast.com to schedule your free virtual consultation and to learn more about life verbs. To learn more about this podcast, Follow me on Clubhouse and Instagram. All the information that you need is located in the description box. Now stay tuned for this episode. your co-host Kai. Welcome to Life Verbs Podcast, an empowering podcast, y'all, where we hydrate your soul and we fortify your spirit. Hold on, Zen. Hold on now. Wait a minute. We also intensify and renew your mind. So let's get to it how we get to it. Yes, yes. Community today, 
we have two very special guests, Chantel and Alyssa, founders of Good Karma. I know when I say that, Good Karma, y'all want to know what that is. Well, they're about to right. tell you. Okay, it's a hybrid organization focusing on career readiness by connecting women, get this, of color, girls ages 12 to 19 nationwide. Mm. Ladies, please tell us more about your amazing organization that is getting our young teens and young adults career ready. Hey, hey, y'all. So I'm Chantel, and as Zen said, I am the co-founder of Good Karma. So we are an amazing organization. Um, we promote readiness and professionalism in girls ages 12 to 19, as Zen stated. So the way we work is that we have women that are our mentors, also known as our gurus. gurus. Okay. Yes. Oh. And if they, what we do is we connect our young girls to those gurus to help them kind of get into the workforce or whatever career they're interested in. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly what she said. So we we normally love to say that we are a hybrid organization. We say that because we're a two-edged sword. We, we promote networking amongst Black women. Um, and then we have our community of gurus. Um, we before we started our 10-week cohort, which is how we run the organization, uh, we met with our gurus uh, monthly to mm -hmm. just go over different trainings and different topics of discussion that are so important to the Black community, to Black women specifically. And so we like to say we're a hybrid organization because we're not only focusing on our young girls, but we're also fo focusing on making sure that we're filling our gurus and, and making mm -hmm. sure that we are all um, feeling supported in our careers as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so question, um, what made you start from the age 12 to like 19? What was, I know it had to be something that made y'all go to that age. So if you can speak on that. Yeah, um, I'll go. Um, and in case I didn't introduce myself, my name is Alyssa. I'm the founder. Um, I, Chantel and I are best friends and have been for years. And this oh. is something that is near and dear to my heart. And I, I, it, as a teenager, as a young girl, because even before I was teenager, around the age of 12, which is why that is the age we started with, I was able to, um, I was afforded the opportunity to go to center through um, my county and basically what that was it gave us the option of going to a nursing program or um, to learn how to uh, do mechanic work mm -hmm. or um, plumbing it gave different technical options um, that you could go to you could go to that school and take those classes during the actual school day um, that's something that our county offered and it's something that was offered to us because I went to a predominant went to school in a predominantly white area um, okay. So I wanted to bring that type of, <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to bring that atmosphere to us, you know? So here I am now, and I grew up in, in Richmond, Virginia, in the suburbs of Richmond, Virginia. Um, and here I am now in Maryland, and I see so many people that look like me. I graduated from an HBCU, North Carolina a and State University. Okay. Um, and when I went to a and I realized, oh, wow, there's so many people that look just like me, but didn't have the same opportunities as me. And it's simply because they didn't have the opportunity, they, they, they weren't afforded the experience. Mm. Um, it's just, we wanted to bridge that gap between us and our counterparts. And so um, learning things like 
how to write a resume, the importance of a resume, um, what to wear on an interview, uh, those small things. I started learning those when I was around 12. Uh, so to answer your question, I, the age group, we wanted to start young because so many young girls can benefit from, from this even before they can go on their first interview and before mm -hmm. they can go into the workforce because you might have a volunteer experience or um, you might have an internship that's given to you under the table and you might need to know these things uh, and you're never too young to learn. So that's why we started with 12. Awesome, awesome. I, um, so, so it's so y'all actually mentor young 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 women yes yes, yes. Okay. we are currently going we are in week four of our 10 year yes. cohort this is our first cohort so we are super excited um we have our whole schedule planned out and like i said we're we're in week four so we um have resume building um we did a, we did a class recently actually that was really fun with our girls about makeup Mm -hmm. Right, because you know, as a woman, you want to be made up and you want to be cute, but you also want to be appropriate for the workplace. Right. Absolutely. So we did kind of a session on how to still be cute and how to still, you know, express yourself, but be appropriate in the workplace. Right. So the type of jewelry you wear, the type of the way you wear your hair, and we mm -hmm. focused a lot on natural hair. Yes. Right. Because you know, at positions where they say our natural hair is not appropriate, but we wanted to make sure we let our girls know, like, no, it is. Yeah, it is very much appropriate. It is beautiful. It is tamed. It is not unkept. All the mm -hmm. words that kind of society says about our hair. Right. The whole session kind of on the importance of being genuine in yourself, mm -hmm. but also like you know, being able to be in the workplace and to be comfortable as well. So we're getting our I got, girls ready. I got a question for you. Um. So out of, I know it's a short period of time, right? Mm -hmm. But out of the the women that you have, the young women that you have talked to, mm -hmm. what is one common thing that you found, like like a common denominator with with uh, within the women? Like when I mentor the young guys, mm -hmm. right? It's always that the father is not there. Mm -hmm. And then the mother, they're, they're either there or they're really not there. So they're forced to grow up faster. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. what is the common denominator that you all have seen, you know, when you're mentoring? I think a common denominator that we've seen since we're focusing more on professionalism is that with this new age of social media, communication is shot. You know, um, a lot of young people just really don't know how to communicate via email. They don't know how to um, communicate and not use their texting words. They don't know how to just say like, hey. Abbreviated hey. words. Right, they're yes. using their abbreviations, they're using the LOLs, they're not punctuating. Emoji. So that's definitely emojis, been a challenge. Yes. Emojis. It's been a challenge to just kind of switch gears from Instagram and text to this is a professional email. So that's something that we have definitely realized. And we didn't even notice how big of a difference there were there was between us and them because we feel like we still young. Yeah, you know? like, I mean, I'm, I'm young <laughs> like I don't feel like I'm that disconnected from the social media world. But like to piggyback off of what Alicia said, we had a lot of conversations with our girls just about social media in general. And mm -hmm. we did not realize just how much of a different world it has become. Mm -hmm. I mean, between yeah. TikTok and all these different things, yeah. we were just yeah. like, wait, what? Like, explain this to us. <laughs> and yeah. like, from there, we realized like, okay, a part of our education is going to be about social media. Right. The mm -hmm. importance of knowing like, your page is not as private as you think. You mm -hmm. can you can think it's private all you want, but com com companies can find you. Right. So the right. things you post, they do have an influence on, on where you can go in the future. So uh. you want to make sure what you're posting, how you're representing yourself 
is one, a good representation of you as a woman in the future, but also a good representation of good karma. Because right. now you're not just, you know, you're not just so-and-so, you're so-and-so who is a member of good karma, which is an elite organization for women of color. That's so we're right. also making sure to teach them, like, you hold yourself at a different standard. Right. So you, know, you can't be on, you know, social media twerking and doing all the things that maybe your homegirls might do because you right. got to go and people to see. So right. we're kind of instilling that into them. Facts. You have a reputation. Yes. To hold. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a couple of questions for you ladies before I ask you what your life verb is. First, I got to ask, are you sororers at all? No, no man. What's rewarding me even? No. Just want to ask. <laughs> you. It just seems like you know, when you go to an HBCU, you're a part of like this organization no matter what. Like exactly. you just got this thing about you where you just give out black greatness. <laughs> so if anything, that's the only one we in. <laughs> yes. Hey, look, that's the one that's the one I'm in too. I love yeah, it. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So I wanted to ask as well. So I want to talk a little bit on the fact of, you know, um, y'all had mentioned, Alyssa, you had mentioned about going to all white school. Chantel, did you as well? So no. So I am from Baltimore. I grew up with <laughs> all the black people. Yes. So no, I actually did not experience going to a predominantly white school until graduate school when I went to the University of Pennsylvania. And that was a whole different ballgame. So can you both share, I want to hear, I went to predominantly white school, I went to private school, mm -hmm. way majority of my life except for two years, okay? okay? And that's when I was younger. So I want to hear, because I think people, we hear it all the time, mm -hmm. but people really don't get to hear from both experiences, right? Mm -hmm. about the education in predominantly white school versus more of an urban education. Like when Alyssa was saying that, I can relate. I learned how to write a resume in junior high, like fifth, sixth grade. I learned how to do PowerPoint. I learned how, I knew all Microsoft suite. Mm -hmm. I was working on Mac computers. Like, you know, it, it, it was a lot more high, a lot more high tech. We were having, um, those um debate is that what's called Lisa? because yep. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah you're right type of um conversations like this is literally for a whole hour of class yes. we had to do this i just want you each to share your experience and kai before they share what was your schooling like was it predominantly white was it more urban was it a great blend of everything me oh no um <laughs> My my schooling was all black. All black. And it was uh I was I was all over the place. I went to five different high schools before I graduated. I graduated on time. Because I went to three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> so but the one of the schools that I went to was St. John's. And St. John's was where I learned that the other side of learning. Mm -hmm. Right. Like 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 when you go to a Spanish class in a regular in regular high school or predominantly black and I'm not talking down, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. when you go to a Spanish class. OK, they teach you how to talk Spanish. Right. But when you go to St. John's and it's a private school, the minute you walk in the classroom, there is no English. Yeah, you're immersed. Yeah. Right. So you're just constantly Spanish. And that's how I still know Spanish to this day, because when I walked in there, there's Como estas being grasses, E2, I see, I see, and you know, all that stuff. So 
I got my well-roundedness from right. being around that type of environment. That's why I can, when Chantel says she grew up in Baltimore, but then she went to Pennsylvania, I believe, and, and if I correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe when you went there, it was where you was well-rounded. You was like, oh, wait a minute. I have this side of me, but here's a whole nother side, you know, from, from going to college. So it's all about our environment. And that's why us as parents, it's our job to create a different environment for our kids. Right. So I'm a firm believer of people when they say, uh, well, my child will not have to go through the things that I've gone through. Yeah, because if they have, then you've sorry to say this, but that means you failed as a, as a parent. Yeah, that's true. Right. So. So, yeah, I, so I can I can relate to both of you all. And you can hear it how you speak, right? Like I can go on and say, I can talk the lingo, but then at, when it's time to talk professional, that's where we're missing with the with the with the young crowd. Like talk, like what is? Oh my gosh, it's so frustrating. It's like just talk, yeah. Right? But, they, but then normal is like you said it's it's, it's the instagrams and things like that so yeah, yeah I four answers those like you like you ask a question and the answer you get back is like two words you're like but yeah you're not getting complete. i need you to elaborate like what does that elaborate. mean yes. <laughs> they're not they're not used to that because think about it your twitter bar can only hold but so many words yeah. your comment right. box on facebook can only hold but so many words so when you have to write a paragraph, they're like, hmm, how many sentences are they doing in a paragraph? <laughs> right? Like, they're not used to it. So I think that's something that, like we've been working on. Because even I've had a mentee now for going on five years. This was prior to Good Karma. And even with her, it's a constant battle where I'm like, okay, girl, tell me what you want to do with this. And she's like, I want to do this. And I'm like, nope, give me more words. <laughs> that's how we talk. I'm like, nope, I need more than that. She's like, oh, okay, sorry, Michelle. Tell. And then she'll like, give me more. So it's like, Kai, I get you. Like, it's a constant battle, but it's because they're just so enticed and connected with computers yeah um yeah I, and i agree with so much of what kai said like zen um we stated i did grow up in a predominantly white area and i always i've always said that since attending my first year at ant i realized wow it's super important to experience both worlds mm -hmm. i wouldn't i wouldn't take anything back about growing up in my predominantly white area because um as zen mentioned you get so many opportunities that mm -hmm. you don't realize probably at the time aren't, uh -huh. you know, equal opportunities. A lot of people that grew up in Baltimore or mm -hmm. in Greensboro, North Carolina, or in Richmond, Virginia, just, I was in Midlothian 20 minutes away from Richmond and my experience in school was completely different. I was writing resumes at 12. Mm -hmm. I was doing mock interviews at 12. And um, so, yeah, I, I think Kai mentioned parenting and I think as parents, and as as mentors, as we, because now we're the adults, we're we're the, right. the generation that are helping to lift up mm -hmm. this younger generation. It's important for us to encourage that we don't just stay in our boxes that we feel comfortable in, right. because that's not going to get us where we want to be. Michelle Obama did not get where she is. Barack Obama didn't get where he is because we stayed around our people in Chicago. You know, like yeah. it it, it yeah. takes being comfortable in every atmosphere, being able to, and I know this is a conversation that a lot of black people, there is, we, we don't feel unanimously about it, but you have to code switch at times. That doesn't mean losing your identity, oh, I'm so but it means being able to speak professionally. Yeah. Like if I was just chilling with Chantel, I might not be using, you know, all the proper language that yeah. I'm using now, but I am doing something professional. So I'm, right. I, I know how to put that that to 
to put that hat on and yeah, take that it's hat. It's a light switch. Yeah. You gotta know how to do it. Less of a black person, you know. it doesn't make you any less. Uh-huh. You know, we what can still it, that, be cool. Um, uh, you talk white, you yeah, know, like that kind of commentary, <laughs> right? Right. Like, and I feel like growing up, like I feel like that was said to me, like you so talk white, like, you talk so white. Oh, and for the longest time, I see like, well, dang, how I'm supposed to talk? <laughs> right, I, right. I'm like, and what is I it want to be cool, right? So I'm like, let me say you know something. You know what, Chantel? <laughs> talking, talking proper sounds like ignorance to people that's always been listening to ignorance yeah right exactly that's so true that's so true right. we but have when you get around you. someone and you can flip it on and off your friends will say wow i didn't know you could talk like that well try to have a e- educated conversation right. with me you will see and that i'll person. show you the other side of me right because exactly. i mean honestly speaking if you are speaking to a big name ceo who's an old white man who barely even wants to speak to you as a black person he don't want to know that you're from the streets of baltimore or that you know all the lingo and you know you you can speak like quavo I right. mean, that's not relevant. You have to learn, you know, what is relevant and learn to read the room. We mm-hmm. talked to our mentees about that the other day. Read and you have to room. read your room and be able to uh, communicate appropriately. And also right. to that point, it's also none of his business, right? Right. <laughs> so, you know, when you step into that room, he doesn't, he's already, he or she, right? They yep. are already going to have a viewpoint of you when you step into the room. Right. I come in with Polak, they're like, mm, what's she about to say? But let me prove to you that the way I speak does not have anything to do with where I come from. Mm-hmm. Because right. when I'm talking to my girls, the finnas, the ain't, the all that's going to come in. When I'm having a conversation with you, I'm able to I articulate myself. You, like, right, like, let's not get it twisted. In a room full of people where I might not, I'm not supposed to be, oh, I can keep up. Right. But when I'm with my girls and we're, you know, chilling and we're having a good time, that's a different ballgame. So we right. also try to teach our girls that, that. There's a time and a place for all types of conversations. Agreed. And I guess I forgot my part. Um, so <laughs> I am from Baltimore and I went to predominantly black schools my whole entire life, like elementary school, middle school, high school. So I always knew I wanted to go to an HBCU. But the one thing I will say is I am super blessed that my parents um, made sure that I had the opportunity to interact with other cultures. Right. So while I went to black schools, my mother made sure I was an organization. So example, I was in this thing called MESA, which stands for Math, Engineering, Science, and Achievement. And we would do like challenges across the state of Maryland. Mm. She made sure that um, I was in dance class when I was younger, and it was a very mixed dance class. She made sure that, for example, I did this thing called People to People Student Ambassadors. And it was when I went to China when I was 12. Mm-hmm. And it's when they send kids um, over to other countries. And the whole point of it is to talk about diplomacy and the importance of the exchange of cultures, you know, so the, the point of it is when we grow up so that we can be better versed in other cultures. So I did that when I was 12. So I went to China with 17 other kids. Wow. For, I think it was like two and a half weeks. So my parents definitely made sure that like, I was well involved with other things. But for me going to college, like, I always want to go to an HBCU. Like I already knew like period, I wanted to go, I don't want to talk about it. And then I went to a and me and Alyssa met before freshman year so we were roommates all four years like yeah. that's not the oh, right. okay I, that was my next question so good okay that's good yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, that. yeah. Uh-huh. we met freshman met before freshman year on the little facebook page <laughs> and like our parents became cool so like right. literally like we all hit it off and like we were friends ever since but now after going to ant i was like okay what am i gonna do for grad school um and i got into nyu and i got into upenn 
and both of them were expensive as can be. So it really didn't matter which one I went to. <laughs> so being a first generation college student, you know, I talked to my dad about it. He was like, well, if you're going to go, you might as well go to an Ivy League. Like, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it. So I'm like, all right, bet. So I went to UPenn and that was my first real experience being the only black person in the class. Mm-hmm. And it was, I thought I could tell Alyssa all the time. So I used to come home like every other weekend, I would come to Alyssa's house in DC, like probably at least twice a month from Philly. Because I was like, I got to get out of here. I don't <laughs> like this. Like, it was very frustrating. And I felt like I was on guard all the time. Because when I walked into the classroom, I felt like a token black girl. Right. And I wasn't used to that because I was used to being at schools where I'm black, but we're all smart. Like being at HBC, right. used to that, like mm-hmm. just black excellence. So when you go to a school where they're like, oh, there's only two of you in a program of 40, mm-hmm. it's like they have an expectation uh. that you're not going to know or you're going to know everything. Right. And I was neither. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, it's I'm just here. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm just here to graduate. And well, so to get back of, off of Chantel, growing up, I had the complete opposite um, experience because I grew up around white people. I was the only black person a lot of times. And so even like I was tone deaf to racism, uh, you know, at a certain, you know, until a certain age in my life, mm-hmm. I didn't even realize when I was being shaded because of my race, you know, yeah, I'm pretty for a black girl. Or yeah. I remember one time specifically, I was in first or second grade, my parents are Jamaican. Um, and so I've gone to Jamaica. Yes. (laughs) I've gone to Jamaica for, I was actually in kindergarten. I remember now. I've gone to Jamaica for Christmas and I came back with my box braids. They were small box braids. I was only six. So, and my mom don't play that. So they were, you know, they weren't like big fat ones. Mm. They were age appropriate, but just to to pretend while I was gone. Um, and I came back and the music teacher, Miss, I'll never forget his name, Mr. Rose. (laughs) I hope you don't watch this, but if you do. I hope you do. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Rose. Never forget his name because he was like, Oh, we started playing reggae on one of I think the xylophone or something, and he was playing like a reggae beat. And he said, Oh, this is this originated from Jamaica, where Alyssa's from. Um, that's that's why she has dreads in her hair. I had box braids, y'all. They was nice. Wow. Wow. Um, and I went home and told my mom, and she was so mad. <laughs> Because I mean, Jamaican blood in your mother went all. Yes, (laughs) because that's a whole different conversation. Because a lot of Jamaicans and Rasta, that they people think that that's the culture, but it's not the culture for everybody. So she was just like, "Oh no, my baby ain't got no dreads." What this? I mean, she felt a way about it. And at the time, I had no idea why. Mm -hmm. As I got older, as I got to you know to be of age, as I went to A and T and was like immersed with my black people, and I you know went to a black. Um, church and like I interacted with black people on a day-to-day in my circle but being at school with all black people was kind of a culture shock to me you know it was a culture shock because I'd never experienced that in the Mm -hmm. school setting I was always the smart black girl because I come from a West Indian family so they didn't play you know getting C's and D's and all that so I was always the honor student in my my classes so a lot of I, I hate to say it this way but it's just the experience that I had a lot of the black kids around me were like bungled up in classes because they didn't want to be the the standout black person mm-hmm. so they 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 didn't necessarily apply themselves in all their classes but I had no choice because my parents weren't playing and so I ended up being the only black girl in most of my classes all through high school and so when I got to college 
at my HBCU, it was a culture shock. Mm -hmm. That's part of, that's a lot of the reason why Good Karma um, eventually was birthed because I realized after my ignorance settled out that, you know, whoa, because at first I was, I was judging, you know, like um, I remember for freshman orientation, they told us to wear business professional attire. And there were some young ladies that came with like six inch heels and just like weren't just professionally at all. And I was like, why would she do this? You know, like, but then I realized as I got older and as I matriculated through college, like, whoa, everybody doesn't have this opportunity, Alyssa. Like my ignorance had me judging them as a freshman, but now as a sophomore, as a junior, as a senior, I see that if you grew up in Greensboro and never had the was your first experience. No one talked to you about business professionals. You're learning all of that. And so I was like, no, we have to start. If I had that opportunity, if I was so ignorant that people didn't know this, then I need to give back. I need Mm -hmm. to do this for make sure that this is available to young black girls. Hopefully ever. I love how I wanna I wanna I'm sorry, Goizan. I'm sorry, Zan. Before Kai um, says something, I just want to say something. Um, I love how you said that you teach the girls a good karma to read the room, learn how to read the room, because you have to learn how to read the room so that you can command the room. That's right. Especially you a boss or you want to be a boss, you Mm got to know how to command the room. And you do Mm -hmm. that by learning how to read the room. And I also want to touch briefly on a little bit about my background because everybody shared their background so i'm like let me just share a little bit (laughs) so i became well-rounded so i was raised in a predominantly um white area white county (laughs) okay white school but i also you know my family was black and 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 celebrated that but it wasn't as diverse, okay? Where I got my well-roundedness, and I even went to predominantly white college after that. So where I got my well-roundedness is I've lived in almost every single time zone. Oh, wow. I've traveled a lot. I've lived Hawaii, California, New Jersey, wow. North Carolina by the beach, okay. Tennessee, Georgia. I've lived everywhere. Mm, wow. Okay. So that is what built my well-roundedness, right? Mm-hmm. Because I start, and that's the whole reason why I left where I'm from. Cause I'm like, I can't be in this bubble. This is not reality. Mm-hmm. I need to get out and jump. Right. And I did, I, you know, I've always been a risky person. That's, that's just always been me, but it was the best schooling, right? Right. Mm-hmm. The school of life and experience. That 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 you can receive. Um, before Kai touches on his question, I do want to ask y'all. Just hold that real quick. I do want to ask you both: What is a life verb that you live by? So, as Kai is speaking, be thinking of a life verb that you each live by individually. Okay. okay. No, so it really wasn't a question. I just wanted to to um, just to just to say that. Um, it's, 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 it's wild how, it's not even wild, it's just a factor of how the higher calling works, mm-hmm. right? Because both of you are from two different type of backgrounds, mm-hmm. right? But somehow, some way you were both able to get the well-roundingness, right. right? To see both sides of the fence. Right. And then come together at this age that y'all are at to create something that can help change a lot of females, right? So 
sometimes, sometimes in life, and in, 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 in also in my life, the things that hurt us the most or the things that confuse us the most are the things that's really developing us. Mm -hmm. But we just don't understand it because mentally we can't understand it at that point in time. Mm -hmm. But as we get older, it hits us like, that's why I went through that. Mm -hmm. That's why I was around these people, right? right? Mm -hmm. So it just it's just good to to see you know how the actual connection came together and how now you know you you're there to create something that should, that could be great now one question i do have you said from age 12 to 19 what about the women that's in their early 20s that are still lost right is there going to be sorry that's a question that's a great question i no, no, but... I had this conversation with one of our gurus, Chantel and I have talked about this and we definitely eventually want to have like a young adult program. So we didn't touch on this very much, but for our gurus, we specifically wanted um, younger black women who, um, who are already in their professional careers. So like, you know, around the ages of 30, 35. Um, and the reason why we said that not to be exclusive, but because we see um, established women all the time. You know, we mm -hmm. have our Michelle Obamas, we have our Oprahs, we Gail Kings. We have so many older black women that we can look up to um, when we're looking for, you know, what it is exactly. Okay, if I want to be a writer, I can look to a Tony, Tony Morrison and see, wow, you know, she's mm -hmm. so established. That's where I'd like to be. But we wanted to give more. Um, what is the word? I would say representation, right? Yeah. Because I think it's different when you see the person that looks like you that's also like a step up, right? Because when yeah. you think of like Oprah, Gail, and those people, you're like, oh Lord, they done did this I have forever. so far to go. I have so long right. to go and the girls mm -hmm. can't connect. But when you see that like you're 17 and your men, your guru is like 26, right? Like age-wise, you're like, oh wait. Oh, she made it, you know, she did it. So, and we have such established gurus. We mm -hmm. have people with such established careers already. So it was really important to us that we, um, that we, that we did have young black women who are still going out, still partying, uh, might just time. be having their, starting their families and all of that, but we are still also getting to our, our bang and our buck. And so um, and we had the conversation about how we expand um, and, and, and offer that to younger um, black women because that has been a conversation that we, we've had. Mm -hmm. um, it's come up because at my job, I'm a paralegal. I didn't speak about what I do on my nine to five. I'm a paralegal. Yes, paralegal? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I worked with legal assistants um, who have been on my team that had the same issues where communication wasn't necessarily there. Um, it's like they're right, like they were just right on the cusp of understanding it the way we all do, but they're not quite there. And so there are a few young people that um, would benefit for some, like, something like this, young 20s. Um, and we do want to eventually offer that, but we wanted to make sure that we get uh, mm -hmm. a, a great group of our 12 through 19 first and just make sure we're giving our all to them first and then we will certainly expand. But also to piggyback on that um, really quick, I will say that We've also had some just really good people that have come out and said like, hey, you know, I can't do mentorship full time. Mm -hmm. But if you have a young person that like needs me or just wants yeah. to like ask some questions or bounce some ideas or talk about how I got where I am, 
like we can connect them with that person. So it's been yes. really cool that they're not necessarily our gurus, but like we're forming like this bomb network of amazing black women really? that are like, hey, listen, like I, I can't do this every day, but I got you if you need me. So we have young girls that are like, hey, I'm 23 and I have questions about this we actually probably have somebody we can hook them up with. So that's, that's a blessing. Yeah. And we also have a, um, on our website, goodkarmabiz.com. <laughs> um, we do have a mentor matching program where something like that, if you have a question, if you, I mean, whether you're a young 20 year old or, you know, whatever old you are, if you have a question, if maybe you're um, interested in switching careers and you're interested in maybe being a paralegal yourself, um, you could, um, fill out that form and shoot a question and we'll be sure to match you with the gurus that we have in our network um and and get things answered so yeah i liked that awesome. mentor matching yeah, thank program. you more people need to you know you just can't pick just a mentor you right match your mentor right. ladies what is a life verb that each of you live by um so i can go first so I would say mine, it's kind of funny you asked this question because so every year I come up with a new, I call it a phrase for that year. Mm -hmm. And that's what I pray over for that year. Yeah. Um, so the one for this year happens to be sowing seeds of faith. And it's funny because we kind of started Good Karma. Well, Good Karma has been a baby for a while, but like mm -hmm. we really put it into motion last year. Right. So I feel like that's something I definitely live by is the importance of like sowing seeds into people because I'm a firm believer that people are investments. Like if I invest my time, my energy, my, you know, if I give to you, mm -hmm. then I do believe you're going to grow because I believe I'm light, right? So I think mm -hmm. I would say mine for sure is like sowing seeds of faith and just like investing in people and just letting things go. That's mine. Yes. And mine would be, I deserve to occupy this space. Um, I, as Chantel said, I've, this, the good karma has been a baby for a few years now. And she was a baby that came to me because of, like I said, my experience, I shared it with Chantel mm -hmm. a few years ago and 2020, God just made it work. You know, he just made it happen. We came together and we, we brought it to fruition. But before then I suffered from imposter syndrome. Like I had done all the work I had looked into, you know, creating, mm -hmm. um, the business professionally, you know, getting it filed with the state and everything. I'd looked into everything, but I just was stuck. So for some <laughs> reason, um, until last year where I just decided that like, I deserve to occupy the space that I'm in. I'm qualified to be here. Um, and I've been running with that, with, with that life verb for the past year. So that, that definitely is and my life been verb working. currently. It's been working for me. <laughs> yes. I love both of your life verbs. They're so amazing. Thank you for sharing those. I wanted to ask, and then, um, you know, anything that Kyle would like to say, and then we'll close. But I wanted to ask, so are your girls able to intern like the 18, 19, when you do start the young adult program, would they be able, like, let's say there's a mentor who's like, hey, I'm looking for an intern. And if you really, of course, I'm sure you would have to, you know, you have to look at the situation, you know, if the girl you feel she's ready to do so, is that something that you would ever consider doing? Yeah, that's actually what yeah. we are pushing. We really want, that's another reason. Yes. Um, like I had an internship as in, in high school at a law firm. So my professional, all of my professional experience has been in the law firm since mm -hmm. I was 16. You knew what you wanted to do because you got <laughs> No, I did. <laughs> you got 
<laughs> yes. And because I had the experience, I was able to decide, oh, wow, I really do like this at that younger age. So it, I don't want to say I, I didn't waste any time because I, I believe that, you know, everything happens for a reason, but mm-hmm. it, it allows you to cut back on, okay, well, I don't have to stay in school for, to do law. If I've had an internship at 16 and a law firm, and I realized that that's not for me. So yeah, we're definitely pushing yes. internships. And if we have anyone who is taking on interns, we are certainly trying to match them yes. with our mentees. Yes, yes, yes. 110%. Yes. <laughs> we are for it. Yes. We are trying to get our girls. We want them to have jobs and opportunities before they even graduate. Right. That is our goal. Awesome. So, any awesome. connections, we are down. Well, listen, man, you know, um, I just want to say, man, I salute y'all. We need more uh, queens like y'all, you know, that um, giving back. You know, y'all, y'all, you see a problem and you're trying to fix that, fix that problem and create something, right? So I salute y'all. Um, any queens that I run into, because I run into a lot of them, and, you know, the main thing is there's, there's no father, found, father figure in their life, right? So any, any ones that I can do, I'm going to send them, send them your way. Yeah. Uh, let's... Um, how can how can how can some females reach like once they reach look at this podcast how can they send a daughter or someone that's in that 12 to 19 area how can they reach out to you yes because we have moms you know who who have young girls and mm-hmm. fathers who have young girls who when they see this they're really going to want to reach out so absolutely how can you ladies so they can visit our website at www.goodkarmabizbiz.com dot com mm-hmm. um they can if they want to apply for the on the right side there's a mentee application they can always submit the application um they can email us if they're on instagram they can follow us they can dm us we are pretty much very open to all ways of communication Definitely. that way we can get them get them connected with a mentor as soon as possible same thing for the mentors if you are listening and you're like you know what I feel it in my spirit that I want to start, you know, connecting more with some young girls. They can also do the same thing as far as getting in contact with us. Yes, yes. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. And all this information will also be in the description box as well, as well. Be sure to follow Good Karma on Instagram. Okay, again, their information will be located in the description box. As we close, ladies, what would you like our listeners to take today from this podcast session? Provide us with some food for thought and some spiritual nourishment. What would you leave us with today? I think I'd like um, everyone to take from this that what I'd like everyone to take is that um, as um, the talented 10th, because I don't know if you all have ever heard that term before. WEWA talked about the talented tenth and how we have to reach back, um, and I've, that's always stuck with me. Um, and we should continue to do that. We are, as we said earlier in the podcast, we are the adults now. We are the people who our younger generation are looking up to. So we should lead our lives to mirror. Um, a mentor or an example, whether you are personally working with someone or not, just make sure that we, we aren't forgetting our younger generation because we are, there's so much greatness in our community and it's up to us to encourage that it continues to grow. And they're gonna be the ones taking care of us. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we need to invest. We need to invest. So right, that goes back to that sowing seeds of faith, right? Yes. And thinking about, you know, if I'm gonna leave you with something, it would be 
remember all the things that you had to endure to get where you are mm. and remind yourself that you have the opportunity to now instill the things you've learned into someone else so that they don't have to make those mistakes. Like imagine if someone had taught you all these things when you were 12, 13, 14 uh, and how far you would be. So yeah, if you can invest in someone, do it because it doesn't cost anything, right? Uh, it's free. It's free to just give a good word to someone. Absolutely. Okay, y'all again be sure to follow Good Karma on Instagram. Go to their website again, it's in the description box. Also, make sure that you follow Kai and myself yes, on all of sure. our social media platforms for news, updates, and so much more. Our information is also located in the description box absolutely absolutely and then if you're interested in us uh, promoting your business on our podcast platform right or if uh, you're interested in us sponsoring um on our platform you know reach out to zen uh, send her an email life's contact life contact life verbs with an s at gmail.com and um either zen or i will uh also be available for virtual engagement speaking you know we're here we're here to help give back and give some uh, motivation and if i can leave you all with anything if anything that that this is what i've learned from from speaking speaking with these two uh young ladies um you know the idea starts here but then you see a vision right but then with that vision now you have to make a plan but all of that doesn't do anything unless you put action behind it right and that's what these and that's what these young ladies have done you know it was something that they thought about it was a vision they put together the plan but then they said you know what forget forget all of that let's put some action behind this and now they have something that you see here now so good karma ladies and gentlemen um you know if you have someone that that needs some help there it is right here 12 to 19 and they may go above that but 12 to 19 that's the core that's the core where, where you want to get them before they get into the 20s right right Right. So let's let's go. I appreciate y'all ladies. I appreciate your time. Thank you guys so Thank much you. for having us. Let these ladies empower you. What Kai said about vision, let these ladies empower you. Let them propel you to help you drive your vision. Let this podcast empower you by seeing these beautiful good karma ladies and get your young ladies involved. Get your young ladies involved in good karma. You know, it takes a village mm -hmm. to raise a child. So you can never have too many resources, okay? Right. Yeah. Mixed. And when Kai said about sponsorships, we do not sponsor. That is the goal. One day we will be sponsoring. But if you like to sponsor our podcast platform or our platforms, definitely let us know by contacting us, contact lifers with an S at gmail.com. Always remember to keep your soul hydrated and spirit yes. fortified. And ladies, don't go anywhere because we're going to chat with you briefly afterwards. Take it away, Kai. Well, listen, we're just two Libras with two different views on the same way. And we out. Later. <laughs>